0: that the crib. <laughs>
1: And ghouls, welcome to episode 101 of Dads for the Crypt, the Also the Crypt Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm joined by Jody. Hello. And Mondo. <clears throat> Hello. And uh Jody's got a little bit of a sore throat, so we're gonna have to uh we're gonna give him some respite tonight with the synopsis. But uh, Yeah, we'll my, my, my kids, soon.
0: My, my kids have made me sick. It's what every parent uh relates to the kids. <laughs> Are just piles of germs that yeah. arms and legs,
1: especially when they're going off to like
2: summer camps and whatnot, being um, around
0: other kids for an entire yeah. week and then just bring it back home.
2: Mm-hmm. So are, are, are just you one big food dish? I'm hoping you're not. But are you the kind of parents that like if your kid is sick, you're just like you're still going to school, you're still going nah. to camp? Thank God, thank Christ, because nah, you know the nah. reason why you're <laughs> the reason why you're sick is because someone sent their fucking kid to this oh, camp yeah, yeah. while they were no, sick of course. and they infected all these other children they went and they infected their parents. This is kind of like how COVID happened.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. To some degree, yes.
1: It's
2: not well, just allergies, Bob. Fucking go home.
0: <laughs> every, uh, every time I get something like this in the summer... I, did y'all ever watch Metalocalypse? Oh, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Did yeah, I watch was, Metalocalypse? <laughs> uh, yeah, of, of course, course you come did. On. Of course you did. <laughs> uh, but there's one episode where like somebody's dying and they're going through all this stuff. And the lead guy is like, yeah, you know, that's pretty bad. I've got a summer cold. It's a lot worse than a regular cold. Cause it's a summer cold. And he just <laughs> complains about his summer cold while there's like this death and destruction happening around him the whole time. That's what I feel like right now. Like summer cold suck. I,
1: I got a really bad cold the week of the kids, my twins birthday a couple of weeks ago. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: Man, that's a bad
2: week to not be on your best. It, it, yeah. I'm definitely a, a man flu kind of guy. Like, like if I if I lost my arm tomorrow in an accident, like I would just figure it out. I put some tape on it, be okay. But if I don't feel well, everyone's gonna know about it, and everyone's gonna. I, I'm just gonna lay in bed and think and act like I'm dying because I feel like I'm. Right. Dying.
1: Yeah, I don't get sick much often,
2: but when I do, I'm just like out. I just shut down. We're just we're just wusses because we're, we're we're men. We can't handle we're being old. sick.
1: We're all we're getting Speak old. For just... Speak for yourself.
2: Speak for yourself over there, fucking Polonius, or whatever. <laughs>
1: All right, we have some uh, exciting business to talk about. Um, If there's one thing I love, it's Fright Rags t-shirts. If there's two things I love, it's the movie Sleepaway Camp. And as most of you, uh, some of you might have seen, um, Fright Rags announced they're doing a new Sleepaway Camp collection, um, which makes me so very excited. In fact, um, it's one of the few horror movies I've gotten my wife to watch and that she actually enjoyed. Um, so much so that a um uh, vintage horror video store um out in the San Fernando Valley was doing a little screening in their own shop. So me and Kara and our friend Natalie went and uh saw it with like you know about 10 other people. And if you can watch that movie with a with a crowd, I highly recommend it. Monda just biffed that one.
2: Um for those watching <laughs> the video, he just tried to throw a can into a trash can. it was a bottle. A, it bounced out of the can. My trash can is full because it's trash day tomorrow. C, I did that with my left hand, and I'm right-handed. So, And all in all, I think it was a pretty valid attempt there. Yeah, fine. I, 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 um, feel, I feel like if we went one-on-one in basketball, I feel like I could beat you one-on-one in basketball. Except I'm like a foot taller than you. But But yes, but I feel like I'm more athletic than you are. No offense. Yeah, you
0: You, <laughs> you, you can beat me. I'm just going to <laughs> challenge it. You can beat you me. You just
2: put me in the chokehold. I, I think that's illegal. I don't know the exact rules of basketball, but I feel like if you tried, I feel like if I was, that's street ball. Yeah. I feel like a Michael Jordan's going for a three and you put him in a chokehold, I'm pretty sure they'll, uh, what what do they throw flags in basketball? You might get a team for that. (laughs) They give out cards, red cards or yellow cards. Is that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Anyways, Fright Rags is doing a uh, sleepaway camp. So we're doing a giveaway to celebrate the amazingness of sleepaway camp and the amazingness of Fright Rags. Um, This time around, uh, uh, we're doing iTunes reviews. If you do an iTunes review, um, send an email with your name that shows up on the iTunes review to dadsfromthecrypt at gmail.com. And you'll be entered into a giveaway for a $25 Fright Rag gift card. And uh, when you go to make your purchase, you can also use code dadscrypt10, all one word all lowercase dad's crypt 10 to get 10% off your purchase. So again, um, if you want to be entered into the sweepstakes for a gift card for fight rags, please leave us a review on iTunes. Send us an email with the name that you submit the review under. You'll be automatically entered. Also our patrons get uh, free entries into all of our gift uh, giveaways. So if you join as a patron, you get an extra entry. If you're already a patron, you're already automatically entered. All right,
2: and, and one more thing about I'm I'm wearing the dead and buried fright rag shirt that I just got. Mm-hmm. Their their shirts are so soft and comfortable. Yes, uh, Ben is very adamant on only using high quality shirts, and I um, like and nowadays. I've said this before. I am disappointed when I buy a shirt and it's that fucking heavy cotton. Like, like I, I've I've definitely gone to concerts and before I bought a shirt and like can I can I feel it before I buy it because I don't want to wear a shirt that's not comfortable. And their shirts are comfortable.
1: Exactly. Yeah, very good quality. They have great sizes. If you're a big and tall guy like me, they have some very good sizes. And they do have
2: two, um, also uh, a great EC Comics collection.
1: I, I'm not wearing it. But- oh yeah, I, I got mine too. It's so cool. The great EC cool. Comics collection. Um, I'll, I haven't put a hard deadline this, but let's yeah. say uh, August Friday, August the fourth will be the deadline. Let's Midnight play. August the fourth. That's my anniversary. They also
0: just released a new EC Comics hat, I think, too, mm-hmm. with EC mm-hmm. on it and uh, the. Scenes on the
1: bill, all kinds of They also have some non horror um shirts. They have have like a good, the bad, the ugly shirt, which I'll probably be getting soon because that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, back to the future, some uh, was it UFH, UHF, UHF. Um, special city, special city. So, um, lots of great stuff. And we don't even know exactly what the sleepaway camp collection is going to be, I just know it's going to be awesome. Um. Well, no more. The Tuesday after this comes out, I think it's going to be the 25th, is when they said.
2: If they um, works, if, if anyone... there's
1: not a pink shirt that has Judy written on it, I'm going to be very upset. If there's not a shirt that says Eat shit and die, eat shit and live,
2: I'll be a little disappointed. <laughs> but whatever they come out with, I'm sure will be awesome, and we'll talk more about that in our next episode. Yeah, you know they should make. They should make an anatomically correct Angela onesie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they need a branded curling iron, but. <laughs> I like my idea better. Just like, you know, you know, what it can have on it too. It can be like a uh, what are those? Like, are they? They, still, they make shirts like when 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 it gets warm, the image changes. Like, it can be normal clothing, but then when oh. your body heat rises, just bam, wiener.
1: <laughs> bam wiener. On that note, let's talk about this week's episode. We're talking Tales to the Crypt, season seven, episode three, uh, which came out on May third, nineteen ninety six, called "A Slight Case of Murder." Mondo, give us your expert plot synopsis.
2: Okay, so um, I kind of got, so Jody's not feeling that great. So He's like, "Can someone else synopsize?" I'm like, yes, because nothing happened in this episode. It's going to be a pretty oh. easy episode to synopsize. And uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say it wasn't the worst episode i probably ever, it, actually, you know what? It might have been the worst episode I've seen from Tales from the Crypt because it was just boring. mm just fucking boring. <laughs> all so right. we'll, we'll get into that. Let's let's do so, the possible. So the, so first of all, I did love the wraparound. Um, yeah. No astrologer, offense, astrologer, Yeah. No one. No offense to anyone that's like into astrology. Like if that's your thing, it's cool. I totally cool. Um, I don't necessarily believe in it, but I do think it's funny because if you just sat someone down and listened to the intro to this, he could be tell he could be just reading out an astrology book, and I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Like, like he's like yeah i'm an asparagus and this person's a, a gatorade and mars is and whatever so like but a great wraparound i love the little beard in the wig like yes. like, wizard outfit or something like that it's pretty cool Any, anytime they
1: add facial hair to the crib keeper i get really excited <laughs> <And I> just, <laughs> <laughs> which that's a quote of itself but
2: I mean, the, the crypt keeper for being when he was young for scaring me now it's like he's like that if you like, if you were in real life and you saw him like Shopping at Sprouts or Whole Foods, <laughs> and he needed it. You'd help him with You'd help him, like, can I, can I help you with your items to your car, please, sir? Like, he's just all, all adorable and frail. He'd probably be dressed like in a, some really cool outfit. He's basically Roger from American Dad. Just and they had <laughs> have stolen the idea from, from the crypt keeper. Um, so after um, we get the really cool well, intro, we then move on to 15 minutes of this latest typing on a typewriter. I'm pretty sure like that's 90 percent of the episode is it's basically like a more bro- bro- it's 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 basically like a wish dot com Angela Lansbury. Oh god! <laughs> like this is. I, I recently watched the first episode of Murder She Wrote, and you want to know what? Mm. The first episode was awesome. It was like a Hammer film, and then, actually the intro is them shooting a Hammer film. And I'm like, this is cool and inventive. And then I watch this, and I'm like, oh, this is like taking that idea but making it way worse. And um. <laughs> Anyhow, she's kind of like a uh, what an Agatha Christie type. She's a horror mystery writer. And uh, I guess the other woman that comes in is her landlord. I thought it was just her neighbor. Her neighbor. Her neighbor something like that. Nosy neighbor. But she's an aspiring writer, too. And um, she comes to borrow sugar, which is, by the way, does anybody ever come to your house anymore and borrow things like sugar or... I, sometimes if I'm like don't have an egg or like enough butter, I'll, I'll go to my neighbor. Damn, sure, why not? That's like some extroverted shit there. I just gotta say that, guys, because like <laughs> if I don't have an egg, I just don't have an egg. Like there's no, like I'm gonna climb someone's tree and steal like a, a, a pigeon egg. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing that. People I, let's imagine just growing up a tree. <laughs> I don't like, I, I think about doing it in my brain. I think of like when you, when you come down and like your arms be just torn to shit from whatever, uh, bark. Mm-hmm. plus it's Vegas. So like there's, actually there's trees here. Actually there's not trees. Um, anyhow, she comes over and she's an aspiring writer and basically, uh, our, our main character here, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember her name. Um, Sharon, Sharon, Sharon? Sharon. is just super rude to her. And just, like, mocking her every step of the way. Openly mocking her. And it's one of those things where you kind of think of first. Like, is is she just a nice old lady? And she doesn't get she's being mocked? But now you kind of quickly realize she's being mocked. So, things happen. And um, her, like, ex-husband comes over. And he's like, man, have you been fooling around on me? And she she, has a gun or something like that. And... (laughs) This is how much I remember this episode. He has a gun and some stuff happens. And he accuses her of sleeping with Miss like Sharon's son. Or not, or, sorry, Miss Trask's son. Who's... Um, neighbor, yeah. Yeah, neighbor who's infatuated with her. And he's like, no, no, I never sleep with her. Because she made a... I, I did love that he actually... She set boundaries and he agreed to the boundaries. She like She basically was like... I never want to see you. And he's like, are you sleeping together? And he goes, no, because she told me that she never wanted to look at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> look at that. She said boundaries, told him no. And he agreed to the boundaries. That's consent. That's actually pretty cool. Like, you don't usually see that. <laughs> so, uh, thumbs up for uh, writing consent into your episode. Um, but the husband thinks they're sleeping around. Um, and then, long story short, uh, Miss Trask, as, a, as, a, as an aspiring novelist, she kind of wrote what was going to happen. Whereas, she, like, he basically, there's gonna be a gun duel. Someone's gonna die, but in the last person's dying breath, rigor mortis is gonna set in and pull the trigger of the gun and call and shoot the other person, which happens. And that's how uh, Sharon dies. And then Miss Trask takes her novel and re- puts her name on it and submits it. And that's pretty much what happens in the end.
1: Uh, hold, hold on, <laughs> hold on. You missed the whole subplot because throughout the entire episode, Miss Trask is baking cookies. And she has her son, Joey, and she sends Joey over to give Sharon the cookies. Yeah, okay. And, well, hold on, hold on. So, (laughs) Joey, the son, starts eating the cookies. And then, yeah, there's a big, like, standoff between Joey, the son, Larry, the shitty husband, and Sharon. Where they start shooting, where the (laughs) Sharon and Uh, uh, and Larry, the husband, shoot each other. Real
2: fast, I want a comedian named Larry, the shitty husband. Larry, oh, the what, we have a Larry the, Larry the Larry shitty husband. husband. <laughs> okay, so the husband <laughs> and shoot each basically shoot each other. Hold and on. Then Joey I, I don't want up. him to even be that bad. I want him to be just shitty enough. Like I don't want him to, like, like be he got, he hit his wife, but he's definitely condescending. Like he definitely doesn't take the trash out. You know, like and and, and not because it's a man's job, because she asked him and he's like, This no, I'm not doing that.
1: <laughs> okay. Joey doubles over because he ate the cookies because that because they were poisoned. So this whole thing was um, orchestrated by Mrs. Trask, the neighbor. She's the one that, that sent the postcard that she wrote as Joey to the husband, or so she put somewhere the husband would see it. So Sharon and Joey, the neighbor boy, were never actually together. It was all planted by Sharon, and Sharon was going to try the poison. Oh, sorry, it's all done by Mrs. Trask, the neighbor. Uh, she was going to poison Sharon. That was her goal by sending the cookies with Joey. If you want to so synopsize, whole...
2: you could have said you want to synopsize to Jason. Well, <laughs> I
1: don't want to, but I'm saying that that to me is like the whole crux of the episode is that the actual everyone's being played by Mrs. Trask. You think it's just some annoying nosy neighbor, but no, she's really
2: have you playing ever, everybody. Have you ever read a book and like somehow you're like 200 pages in and you have no fucking idea what you just read? Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt about this episode. Like, I watched the whole thing, and I was like, I don't even care about what I just saw. I like, guess that's how much it bored me to tears. All
0: right, Jordi, tell us what you thought <laughs> of this episode.
2: <laughs> so,
0: so he- hearing Mondo describe this and like this person shoots this person and this person shoots this person and this person <laughs> dies and it reminds. <laughs> Does anyone remember the SNL digital short called "Dear Sister"? No, sadly no. But head. I should probably look you it ca- up. Huh? You've got Bill Hader and uh, Andy Samberg, and uh, <laughs> like they're they're talking, and then out of nowhere, um, Bill H- one of them pulls a gun on the other one and shoots him in the stomach, and that music starts playing like from the OC that mm, "What You Say" that song, you know, and he drops down to the ground, and then the one on the ground shoots him, and then Kirsten Wig comes in and she's supposed to be the sister, and then no oh, Hang on. Yes. And then they shoot her multiple times. Then the cops come in and they find this letter and it says, dear sister, here's what I think is going to go down. You're going to, he's going to shoot me. I'm going to shoot him. You're going to come in. We're going to shoot him multiple times. And then the cops are going to shoot each other and it's all spelled out. In the, and then the cops shoot each other. And that's the end of the episode. Um, anyway, that's what it felt like. It like the, the whole, like I orchestrated all this, like she's got to be, Some kind of amazing mastermind to know how all three of these people are going to act enough to like make it happen the way uh that it did but yeah yeah i'm in the end though i'm i'm kind of with mondo that um i just don't feel like anything like held my attention in this one i don't know if it's the Britishness of it all or what, but it just, I, 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 it's 25 minutes and I kept like losing my, like I kept drifting off in the middle of this episode to look at other things. It,
2: That's it, not a good sign. It was 25 minutes long and like, I literally had to check to see if I'd aged. Like, I was like, I, like, I have been watching that episode for <laughs> three years. Like, is, is Biden still president? What's, what happened in the 2024 election? Like, I didn't even... <laughs> It's, okay. I, I I love a good whodunit I really do love a good whodunit yeah, but too. a good whodunit you have to be thinking whodunit and this one I knew exactly what was going to happen step by step which I've said isn't always a bad thing like predictability is not always bad when it, it makes sense and you like where the story's going and you like how it's put together but I think this is just very lazily put together
1: so did you predict the cookies were poisoned
2: Hundred percent. Yeah, I knew exactly where. He, like the minute, the minute she walks in, and the minute they start having the conversation about the, I'm like, dude, I know exactly where this is going. It was pretty obvious.
1: Okay, so now that I let you guys kind of punch yourselves out, I totally was up to you until the cookie moment, because that totally, I was just like, okay, this is kind of another another ho hum episode. And I was like, why? Usually, the main character, like Sharon the writer, they would find some way to make her sympathetic or get you to be on her side and root for her. Her struggle, but no point do they ever make her sympathetic in this episode? And I was just like, oh, are they just being lazy with this? Like what?
0: Like they're not even trying to make her likable. And that that might have been part of my problem with paying attention. Mm-hmm. Is the the three characters who died? I didn't care that any of them died. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they well, all like, suck. But, but he's to me, dead that
1: anyways. was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't know if this is, was intentional or not. But to me, that kind of lulled me to sleep. I was just like, I wasn't paying uh, that much attention. So when the twist—that was actually the neighbor lady who was behind everything—that really got me. I was like, wow, that's well, actually pretty well done. I'll, and wait,
2: wait, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. You can't you can't say it was well done if the idea was to lull you to a false sense of boredom, <laughs> so that way the well not boredom, won't... but well, yeah. <laughs> you just said it, it lulled you to sleep. <laughs> I'm saying,
1: but I don't know. Again, I don't know what the I. It, it was a good misdirect. I'll put it that way. Okay. Cause like, I, remember, I
2: wasn't, imagine, I wasn't expect. No, so, look, go so imagine if Empire Strikes Back was super boring and the only reason it was exciting was because of the twist. Like, you wouldn't fucking call that a good movie.
1: Well, okay. But this difference between a Star Wars movie and a tail Snickers episode. For on, I feel like we have to grade season seven on its own curve. No. Yes.
2: I, I don't. I think, <laughs> we, I, I think we have to grade it as part of the series. And I don't think we can just take this take season seven and give it slack because it was season seven. We know the troubles, right? We know all that. But I'm I'm, I'm not going to grade something like a three. That would have been a one if it was in season four. I don't
1: know. I yes and no. I I I I'm was impressed by. Yeah. Well, I know you are, damn. Yeah, and I'm is. trying to be I'm trying to be the nice one. You used to say I hate tells the crypt because of <laughs> things like
0: this. And here I am defending it. Uh um, Jason's favorite season is season 7 confirmed.
1: Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> this is
0: this is the height.
1: <laughs> I I'm, I'll just say that in hindsight, like when that twist happened, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I was not expecting anything more from this episode. I thought, okay, we're just in this little lover's triangle, yada, yada, yada. I was I was not expecting anything extra from this episode. And then it hit me like that. And I was like, okay, that was good. That got me. And it made sense why they made the main character so unsympathetic. Did it? And it, it kind of filled a lot of little holes that were kind of coming up. And yeah, I... I don't think this is the best I mean, episode. I,
2: I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, as far as I've, I'm concerned, like no holes are getting filled during this episode because nothing about it was enjoyable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. No,
2: I I liked it way better than
1: last, last week. You think last week was better than this?
2: No, I'd say, okay, the problem is, like, I, these, I, and this is, all right. Again, I don't want to be super negative in this last season because we, we know the troubles the show went through. And, um, there's still something to be said right when you can because and I will say one thing like the performances were totally fine like the, uh, yeah. the people that played the roles did perfectly competent competent but um, if I do if I have to sum up the first three episodes so far it's forgettable yeah. and I don't yeah. even really remember last week that much it, it's it's kind of was in in when in yeah, last year week the was
1: one. Yeah, last week was the monkey pop episode
2: yeah that one I'd say was better definitely really yeah okay because we bash that one on that episode <laughs> but um, I would I would say because it still had um an aura of supernatural natural to it, it so that's something yeah. to latch on and um I didn't think it was good by any means don't get me wrong I think I think I gave it a two I think I was generous yeah this one's this one's not uh spoiler this one's not getting a two wow <laughs> that's okay we're we're really, gonna really agree to disagree on that one but that's okay I mean now I'm interested in Jason like watch watch Jason drop a four before I'm uh, no, no, no,
1: not
2: that <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's there's a there's a lot to be said, you know. When again, man, like I want some horror out of it. I want some supernaturalism, and this was just like uh like this could have been like a, a soap opera on the BBC. And yeah, no, it was totally it was a total murder she wrote kind of episode. Like if it didn't have tales on Crip attached to it, there's zero chance I would ever want to watch this episode. Uh, and let's be honest, like if you read the synopsis of this episode and it was for like. I don't know for fucking Sherlock or something like that, you wouldn't watch it. You'd be like, nah, I'm stuck I'm just gonna skip this one.
1: Um but there's one thing I'm after three British episodes, it seems like it's really easy to get a gun in England. I'm surprised. Because we all we hear about <laughs> other gun control and guns are popping up
2: everywhere in these episodes. Yeah, that, that is kinda of, everyone's
0: maybe seen, the nineties were different.
2: Yeah. Oh and I really okay, I really do hate this God, I really hate the trope with the fucking safety on a gun. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because the reason why it's so stupid when it's done is why, if you're planning on killing someone, why is the safety on to begin with? Like, did you know it was going to get wrestled out of your hand? Like, like, why And also, have you guys ever turned a safety off on a gun? No. It's a tiny, it's a little fucking switch that is right there. It says safety on it. It's not like you have to fiddle with the gun or hit it like...
0: You just move it. It's basically literally
2: just flip a little. On one hand,
1: again, for if if it's the victim that steals the gun away, I can imagine that they're not in a state of mind where they can think through everything very clearly. But he, so, he was but, just but it is just... definitely
0: a cliche in movies. That but he was it's... definitely about to shoot her, right? Yeah. He's just gonna. So he would have had the safety off when yeah. she stole it from him. So why was it on then? Yeah, I,
2: I, I hate that trope because they do it so much, and it's yeah. Oh, the safety's on. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it was you know, it was one of the best <laughs> usages ever, though. One of the best uh, tropes they ever did, and um, one of the most underrated movies of all time, or maybe underappreciated is Last Action Hero, hmm. Hmm. when he's shooting at an Arnold and, and he goes, his gun goes click, click. And he goes, aha, you're in the real world. You, we, you <laughs> were out of bullets. So he goes, no, I just left two chambers empty and then shoots them. I was like, holy shit. That was like one of my favorite like scenes in a movie.
0: <laughs> like, I do I, love I, Last Action Hero.
2: It, the Last Action Hero, anybody out there who hasn't seen that movie, don't read the reviews on it because it got – it got pretty critically got panned, panned pretty when it came bad. out, yeah. um, but I think it also got panned in the way that New Nightmare got panned when it came out. That they're mm-hmm. doing something really clever and creative with it. And I, I watched that movie like two months ago. When I was on an airplane. I fucking still love that movie. I think it's you better know, now.
1: You know, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've never sat down and watched it. Oh, I've yeah. seen clips on TV. Like I've been in and out on TV. Yeah. I've never. I need. I've, I've been meaning to. And I'll do that.
0: I, I, I loved that movie as a kid, and I watched it with my kids a yeah. um, year or so ago still totally fun like you, i had a great time with it yeah. you, you gotta see a man get impaled with an ice cream cone in the head
2: come on in <laughs> the in uh, the um the the antagonist and that's such like for being kind of a, a goofy movie he plays the role between sinister and goofy like perfectly he's just it charles dance yeah, it's yes charles dance it's yeah. the I bad guy from uh, yeah. yeah i didn't see this movie yeah. tales
0: from, or uh game of thrones game yeah. of
1: thrones yeah. alien three yeah yeah um, you know, it's another crazy, not to go off on too much tangent, another crazy 90s action movie. Uh, you guys remember seeing Broken Arrow?
2: The only thing I remember about Broken Arrow was, uh, I think it was John Travolta telling, was it Christian Slater? Mm-hmm. He's like, please do not shoot at the thermonuclear weapon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that's a, that's not a, that. Really, off. like crazy '90s John Woo movie. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was talking about it today. Um, I was watching Ernest Goes to Camp today because it's been a rough week. Where I just needed to watch. My dog's been ill. I just mm-hmm. needed to watch a feel-good movie. And at the beginning, he's getting stabbed with the needles. He hates needles, and he yells, "I am Doctor Joseph Mengele, And I'm like, what the uh, fuck? <laughs> god. <laughs> like, oh god! Like it's a kids' movie. He just called himself the Nazi Angel of Death. Like holy shit, um, but towards the end of the movie, the guys try to like the guy, like. There's a bunch of business guys trying to basically buy this, uh, buy, buy buy this native land, and they decide that they're just gonna shoot Ernest, and they're all urging the guy to shoot. All these businessmen are urging them to shoot him in front of all these witnesses. Like this is just gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're gonna win. They're like, they're gonna go to court and be okay after this happened. I was like, it, it, don't worry. it's 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 not meant to be serious. It's actually a really. Yeah. Watching it again as an adult, I'm like, oh, this movie stands holds up. It does hold up. It's it's got wacky humor, but I'm like, some of the stuff we saw back then when we were younger, it's like, yeah, like, no, yeah. <laughs> Still oh, good. I-, I think
0: that movie's so funny at the end too because they don't just run the bad guys out. Like it's explosions
2: over and over. Like they <laughs> blow everything up. <laughs> I, I like violence I, yes and i love he he beats the guy up like there's a scene in there that actually it's pretty when when ernest goes like fuck, he basically says i'm gonna save the camp i'm gonna just go whip this guy's ass <laughs> like i love it he just goes to go beat this he gets the shit kicked out of him but um you gotta respect that he's like No, nah, i'm gonna go stand up with this dude who's like six inches taller than me but at the end he knocks him out like a, he uses like a rick flair more better Kente Kobashi chop and chops him like right in the face <laughs> i loved it so much i'm like that's awesome Anyhow, all these movies are way better than this episode. So, (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. Let's talk about the talent behind this episode. This was directed by Brian Hegeland. He directed – so he's written a ton of movies. He wrote Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Dream Master, 976 Evil, a couple episodes of Friday the 13th the series. He wrote L.A. Confidential, Mystic River, uh, Man on Fire. And he's had some good directing too. He directed uh, Payback. And the uh, Knight's Tale and The uh, uh, 42. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got a really good resume. So I think I kind of connected with a little bit of that directing. Um, and he, also,
0: they, he also wrote this episode, too.
1: He wrote this episode as well. Yeah. Um, and actually, um, Alan Gill just did kind of like a best and worst episode of Tales from the Crypt, like their own opinions. And mm-hmm. they actually called out this episode as a great one. So as a good one, really?
2: Yeah. Well, at least as far as like writing directing goes. Um, they, uh, they, they, the the, direct, the directing, yeah, yeah. The, nothing wrong with the directing at all. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, also too, with them having behind the scenes look at it, they might have seen stuff mm-hmm. we're not going to see on the screen, which right. is a lot of. It's a, it's a good
1: episode, so everyone should go listen. But a lot of – they don't really talk as much about, like, as, like, an audience perspective, but more of, like, as the making of, like, what, their best, yeah. what they remember more positively and, negatively.
2: And, you know, I can definitely see, you know, someone having grander ideas than when the budget came through. Like, oh, ooh, right. we have to scale yeah. this down and figure out how we're going to constrain this into whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. So Sharon, the writer, is played by Frances Francesca Annis. She was in Kroll and Dune, uh, among many other things. Um, Larry, the shitty husband, is played by Christopher Casanova. He was uh, in Dynasty for many episodes. He was also in The Nights Tale. There was also in Three Men and a Little Lady.
0: Yeah, I watched all of those. Uh, the Three Men and a Baby. Three yeah, Men I and a Lady. I watched those. I just watched those ones as a kid. Sweet those were fun.
2: God, oh, God, what if we had a comedian too? That was like Lawrence, the British noble. I, I, I want a series of Jeff Foxworthy jokes, but done like The British Foxworthy If you have three servants washing your feet in the morning You might be a British noble <laughs> I cannot do a fucking British accent like, There we like. go <laughs> um, Jody, see, when, you, when you get drunk Do you ever just drop like Jeff Foxworthy Redneck jokes like If you have more no, no, TVs No, no? okay <laughs> I live among it too much and, 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 and to be fair, that guy's a fucking hack, so
1: All right, Joey (laughs) Trask is played by Patrick Barlow. He was in Shakespeare in Love, Notting Hill, Bridget Jones' Diary, pretty much all the uh, British early 2000s comedies. Um, And again, I'm I'm mostly focusing on focusing on the more major stuff that American audience knows because all these people had huge British. Uh, careers that just don't even. Are anything you to trying us. to
2: hold on a second? Are you trying to say that I'm that we're uncultured here as fans of Tales from the Crypt? No, I just okay. don't Make have
1: sure. any reference. <laughs> Those things, I don't know which of them are <laughs> worth talking about. Um. So Elizabeth Sprigg, please. Mrs. Trask, and her biggest thing is that she was. In Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and when I was looking at her INDB, it just said "fat lady." I'm like, oh, that—that's kind of mean. Like she was just like some larger woman in the background, but no, she's actually in the sing- the talking pictures as the fat lady who sings.
2: Oh, okay, okay. that's better. Yeah, so, okay, that, made, <laughs> that at least context makes that makes more sense. Um, I can't remember what comedian I was, I was listening to, and he was saying that he was in a movie, and then he was all excited to show his parents, and he's like, he was, and he, and his, uh, his role with the credit is like crackhead. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, God damn it. Um. All right, I'm going to do
1: the comic comparison. So again, this is another case where the comic has almost nothing to do with the episode. So, the, the, so the comic is probably decent. So, <laughs> Jody, which comic is this from? I don't have it in front of me.
0: Uh, it is from, hang on, <laughs> I lost my, my tab here. Uh, the vault of horror, I think number 33, I'm going to double check that, but vault of horror okay. number 33, I believe. All right. Well, we'll double check
1: that. So basically there's a town where murders are happening. A, um, man yes, who used to live. True. Okay. A man who used to live in the town comes back to help solve the murders. He's a doctor. Um, he goes to the sheriff to talk about the murders because he has an idea of uh, who's committing them. The sheriff says that basically they all happen the same way where there's a young woman who is savagely um, mutilated in a room, um, but everything is locked when they come in there. So the windows are locked, the doors are locked, so they can't figure out how how the murderer got in or out, so they think it's supernatural. Um, So again, he talks to the sheriff, and then he goes and talks to a couple other people in the town. And basically, uh, he tells the sheriff, meet me by this old boarded-up mansion uh, tonight at uh, sundown. So they get up there, and he's telling him that uh, the stranger, the doctor, says, I think I know who the murderer is. I think he's up there in the mansion. And he tells that the uh, mansion used to belong to a wealthy couple. The husband died while the wife was pregnant, and when she gave birth, the uh, child was disfigured, um, where he had... um, didn't really have developed limbs. Um, and then she, the woman decided to keep him and seclude and become secluded in the house. That's when the doctor left for about 25 years. So he thinks that the child is now grown up and is able to get in and out of spaces to like chimneys or ducks and whatever. And he thinks that the child is the murderer. Well, it turns out that the child is the murderer, but the child is also the chief of the sheriff, the chief of police, whatever. And uh, basically somehow the disfigured figure is able to build a robot that it fits into to become the sheriff. It doesn't quite make sense, but there's like one last thing. It's kind of like in uh, Men in Black where there's like the little guy and the big guy, um, the little alien robot, like controlling the big um, person, like a bigger exoskeleton. It's that kind of thing so turns out the sheriff was the murderer
0: what an absolutely weird comic it's very weird yeah <laughs> Did, it, um, did it
1: totally I, I, you?
0: if if anything
1: just go check out the last panel because they, they always hit you with that last panel that's always got something kind of bizarre and shocking in it um so yeah but other than that other than there being murders i guess there's absolutely nothing to do with this uh episode
2: I'd like, like to see a robot murder, though. That'd been kind of cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do our rating out of five. Jody, what do you give this episode?
0: Uh, okay. So just to be fair, I watched this under the worst conditions possible, which <laughs> is having whatever summer cold my children gave me. And so focus was all over the place. Uh, but... Uh, like one and a half as far as my experience with it this time asked me on a different day i might have had a better opinion but today it just was not working for me
2: all uh, right mondo so um in, in full disclosure i watched this in perfectly good mood i was in, i was having a good morning had some breakfast and just got home from the gym was feeling feeling good like all pumped up ready to watch him us from the crypt and this quickly turned my mood <laughs> To less than happy. So uh, I'm going to give it a one. Oh. Was gonna it, wasn't give it, an a... <laughs> it wasn't offensive. It wasn't offensive at all, but it was just like I just spent 25 minutes doing that when I could have done anything else like putting my gear in the, in the washing machine or fucking ramming my head into a wall. Like it could have been a million different things I could have been doing with my time. I could have stubbed my toe. I could have been a whole more. Ben- I'm just, like I'm, I'm I'm talking more shit than I really should. Again, like direction was fine, but it was so forgettable and so boring in my opinion. One is probably being maybe a little bit too harsh on it. I can't go two. So you know, I'll do one and a half. I'll I'll go with Jody on this.
0: Actually, I'm for my fairness, I'm gonna go up to that two. So I I never change my score. I, I will give it a two. Like I, I think there are decent parts of it.
2: Did I somehow, with my negative review sway you into giving it a higher score? You, <laughs> I'm not you I'm not really sure what
0: happened, but just as I was as I was thinking about it, I'm like you know, maybe I'm being too harsh too. Like, I
2: don't think so. I I think what I think like when you said one and a half, all like, that's why I thought maybe I should go one and a half because like the acting was decent and the direction was decent. But um, yeah, that's I'm awesome. just thinking,
0: I'm just thinking of the movies I've rated one and a half on Letterbox, and they've got to be just like offensively bad, like they're, like. The movies with one star I put on Letterbox involve stuff like Clown Rape, which is a real movie that I'm thinking of. And Jamie Ooh. and Matt, and our friends know what it is. And it's, it was awful. It was just the worst oh. offensive, made you feel gross afterwards. And I'm like, that's a one-star movie. So I, I forgot about this that. This episode, one star. Like, this is bad, but it's nothing like that kind of thing that like...
2: I remember that. I'm going to
0: talk about for the next year. You we know, We were kind
2: of all doing a watch and chat. I, t- I tapped out before that one. I think in the morning, you're like, you're, 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 you're lucky you, you tapped out before that. Movie started, it was
0: bad, bad, and, bad. And, so, and, that's the kind of stuff that gets a one from me. This is more in that like meh category, so I give it a yeah. Two. I can yeah. see, that. I, I kind of
2: look at it overall in the whole like pantheon of Tales from the Crypt. Well, I think this right. is legit one of the worst episodes I've seen, so I'm gonna rate yeah, it, I mean, pretty low,
1: yeah. I, I like how johnny laid that. I think one is like offensively bad, two might just be
2: mediocre, yeah. And then, yeah, it's all kind of So, then up, one and so. a half is just bad, it's not offensively bad, like <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad that I watched it. Don't wrong I'm definitely using hyperbole there. I'm not upset that I watched it, but like, I'd have been totally fine. Like, if I if I would have been out for this episode and you guys reviewed it, I'd listen to you guys and be like, oh yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch that. i will go with the three. I was just dude. You have, just you have ha- right ha- ha- you have rated way better episodes lower than that. Probably,
1: and, and <laughs> I totally agree that a lot of it is just like. Did you, was I running out of time? I had to watch it real quick right before we reviewed. You know, there's all those kind of factors. And I don't know. Something about this just hit me the right way. And at least for that, at least for the last like five minutes. I think the, the last dip- five minutes to me redeems the rest.
2: I think the difference is like Jody lives in Tennessee. I live in Las Vegas. If Al listens to this and gets upset, he can't come to our house and like punch us in the stomach. He could come to your house and punch you in the stomach. <laughs> hit me um,
1: I think I could take him. I think
2: <laughs> <laughs> you've met Al. He's not, he's not the. Uh, Hey, dude. Again, I've been doing jujitsu for a long time. I've seen a lot of smaller people whoop the shit out of bigger people. I've got my ass kicked by people who are 80 pounds lighter than me when I was, you know, or even 100 pounds yeah. lighter than me I was my heaviest. So,
1: I don't know. If you, if you can get Al into some uh, Brazilian jujitsu,
2: I think he, like he could do something, but... How do you know he doesn't already train? He might train. You Just don't know. Uh, I know he doesn't because we'd already, uh, we we'd yeah. have already, we'd already talked about it. It'd already, yeah. Happened, like, you can't get two guys in a room at OJ no and then we'll, they're either going to talk about it or, yeah, exactly. or it's the or, rule or, of attraction, or we're going to turn the are we going to start moving furniture and the party's getting awkward? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never <laughs> tell you I was in Germany and a guy got stabbed because of because of me. <laughs> so we were at a. Well, I was in Germany, in, uh, in Regensburg. I uh, met my friend Alex, I'm just gonna use his real name, Alex, because no one's gonna meet him. And uh, he's a big Viking-looking dude. So uh, we started talking jujitsu, and after you know, we've been we had some drink, we had some liquor in us. So we're outside this club. And you guys, a club in, in in Germany, in a small town, in Germany, is not the same as it is like in Los Angeles, where it's eight thousand dollar drinks. But uh, so we started just uh, having a little grappling match out front. So security came and focus on what was going on there. Meanwhile. Just like twenty feet away, someone's getting stabbed, and that was missed by security because we were having a fake grappling match. And uh, yeah, we found about the next day, and we were also roofy too. That was pretty cool. Why is it pretty cool? Um, have you ever just like uh, snapped uh, to reality and you're in a, a city uh, in another country and you don't know how to get your hotel room?
1: No, I can't say I have. <laughs>
2: no, I had to walk to a taxi driver and hand him my hotel key with the address on it. And I'm pretty sure we only drove for like three minutes, and it was like twenty euros. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like desperate to find out how to get back to my hotel. Uh, another story for another day. One day I'll put on our Patreon how I was, my story of me getting roofied in Germany. I laugh oh, about it now, but it is not, it was not a fun yeah. time. Yeah. I don't know where to go with that one. All right. Mondo, give us your song of the day. So since we just w- watched something and consumed, um, I guess, what you'd call British television, and we consumed something from England that was terrible, I want to go ahead and, uh, give us something from England that is not terrible. Led Zeppelin? Uh dude, first of all, Jason, I (laughs) am I'm gonna pay Al fifty dollars to come to your house and fucking just kick (laughs) you right in the shin. (laughs) Like you teamed me up for that one. Uh fuck dude. Fuck Led Zeppelin man. Like if ever you know what? No, we're we're gonna do it from a band who has no um who's never been accused of kidnapping a, a, a young girl and for the purpose of marrying her. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking at you, Jimmy page, but, uh, that's documented. That's fact. That, that that's not, uh, his, if his people are listening to this, um, we can This court documents, brother. You can't sue me over that one. Cause I don't think so. And if you are going to sue us, um, my name is Jason Stein, but, uh, anyhow, <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> Here's a band, Jason, you may know without even knowing that you know them. So back mm-hmm. in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, you kind of had what they call the new wave of British heavy metal. It was bands. Um, Iron Maiden would be considered in that group. Uh, some people consider early Def Leppard to be part of that before they kind of turn into more of a commercialized kind of American, you know, that, that bullshit fucking hair metal, which I hate. They call it even call it metal. That's coming out in the. In the um, States at the time, which actually led the way to to, to thrash, so that's okay, I guess. Like, I hate when, also, when everyone says Seattle and grunge music killed heavy metal, because it didn't. Metal never died. It fucking killed hair metal, and who gives a shit? Because that fucking sucked. Like, I'm sorry if that's, like, people, your thing, but, like, it's just, there were some bands that were really good, but most of them were just fucking garbage. And when I say some bands, I can't even name one. But, uh, meanwhile, this- Whoever did the um, intro for um, Peacemaker. P Rock. I wonder who did. not I can't think of it or uh, fucking was it, uh, um, Docin, of course, come on docking yeah, with Dokken. dream warriors. And you had, a yeah. mm-hmm. um, a white lion doing that amazing transformers, oh. a movie intro. Come on. Pe- Peacekeepers, uh, band was wigwam. Okay. Wig-wham, that's that. Yeah. That's that. They made that up. Um, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um but they're tigers of painting. Um, uh, all, all kinds of bands that were coming over from the uh, from from from, the, from Europe that were they're doing this new wave of British heavy metal, uh, this Blitzkrieg, uh, just a r- really really cool sound. And he said, I would say I would I would definitely lump Maiden in there before Maiden got more progressive. But um, a band that had a huge influence on Metallica's career. That it, it's kind of funny because I still uh actually a friend of the show um Andy didn't actually realize that um. That because they recently did, they actually covered Metallica later on, like recently in their careers. And uh, he didn't realize that a lot of his early Metallica co- covers were Diamondhead songs. Uh yep. the, band is Diamond, knew, the band is Diamondhead, which I'm getting. I knew that. that's where you're going. Yeah. And, is uh, Am I Evil? Yeah. Um, I was going to pick Am I Evil, but uh, it's too easy, right? Yeah, it is easy, but that song is amazing. Oh, it, it's great. But what's funny is too, is like. Um, so the first record that came out with the first full-length came out in nineteen eighty and it's called uh, Lightning from Lightning to the Nations. And just a it's a great album. And I, I think that anyone who likes that if the only versions you know of these songs are Metallica and you listen to these and you don't like that Iron Maiden sound I guess or that early British sound I'm not going to say you're going to love the songs because you probably have that Metallica version ingrained in your brain which is definitely heavier and more thrash but on that first record Metallica covered The Prince they covered Mm -hmm. Am I Evil they covered It's Electric and Help Us they covered four songs off of that album and it's kind of funny because they'll even say like they're playing these songs in clubs and they weren't telling people they were covers because back then it's not like it is now where you can just you you didn't have a cell phone with Shazam on it you could fucking uh, see what the song was uh but uh no,
1: I, when when Metallica did all those covers and everything and I like, start reading they started talking about Diamond head like in the mid 90s actually I went to like my local record shop and like they imported a copy of unto the nations for
2: me oh no, lightning to the nations
1: lightning to the nations yeah they imported a, a copy for me like special order
2: oh that's cool listen to it
1: because again we have the internet to download or go on YouTube and stream or whatever
2: yeah back then it was just a it was just a different um a different time and um mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the song I want to pick is actually called "Sucking My Love," because what a cool name! Like back then, they, all the whatever, whatever, any like I wouldn't even say people our age, but people probably be a little bit older than us, the generation before us, will say nah. Like music, m- music now is so dirty and grimy, and, gr- and 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 so like, dude, the fucking euphemisms back in the day. "Sucking My Love," come on, like we know what you meant. Like, the, the lyrics go, I can feel her heart. It is beating down inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasty, tasty, tasty. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> know. <laughs> I'm isolating that clip, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, later on, the line goes, faster, love, make me go, shoot me faster. Fa-. We know. He's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, he's talking about skeeting. We know exactly what he's talking about. But, uh, and, you know, Motorhead had a song called, uh a song killed by death the first two lines were if you if you squeeze my reptile I'll put a snake on you he mend his penis <laughs> <laughs> like, like. <laughs> and, then, and then later on he did a song called love me like a reptile you think that literally being love me by a reptile no but he snuck into a song called killed by death which how metal is that by the way even though let me being called a metal band he was a rock and roll he's a rock and roll band uh anyhow though like it's uh, it, it's just funny how when people complain about like modern music it's like dude fucking uh, oh our good old crazy uncle ted fucking ted nugent that who that guy um yeah. Like, you you dude Cat Scratch Cat Scratch Fever is like one of the rapiest songs ever written. Um Motörhead covered that and let me change the lyrics to be way more wholesome. <laughs> That's funny. Literally like let me like I'm not fucking singing these lyrics cuz they're fucking stupid. Cuz fuck you Uncle Ted. Uh anyhow. But uh you know Aqua Hunger forest an episode about Ted nugent coming out of a, a billboard and shooting people with arrows. Oh god. <laughs> I get <can say>, Yeah. <laughs> If any kids are listening, you should go back and watch them. Old Awkward Hunger for hours. So anyhow, we got to it, Jason. But uh, yes. the song of the week is Sucking My Love by the band mm. Diamond Head off the album Lightning to the Nations. And nice. uh, yeah, if, if you like, there's a lot of actually a lot of cooler, uh, some really good like modern power metal bands coming out. And, um, and and a lot of older bands actually kind of coming back and doing like Exciter. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're doing a tour here pretty soon and they're taking a band called uh, a Bloodstar on tour with them who are just like, I fucking love them. They just came out with a new song and it sounds like a throwback to good 80s like heavy metal and a lot of bands are redoing that style. Eternal Champions, another one, Sumerlands. The new Sumerland album they even covered a Fleetwood Mac song and it's killer. So a lot of bands are doing that retro, that kind of throwback but they're doing it not tongue in cheek, they're doing it deadly serious and they're taking the music very, very seriously. And it's, um, it's really cool to hear. But again, a lot of the stuff wouldn't exist if one wasn't for these early, um, 80s and late 70s British bands. Nice, thank you, Mondo. You are welcome, Jason. I felt good. Right. I needed that.
0: All right, let's do some horror news, Jody. All right, <clears throat> this will be the longest stretch of me talking. Someone try to get through it here. All right. Uh, as far as new releases coming out. So we uh, are officially in Barbenheimer season uh, because Barbie and Oppenheimer both come out uh, in a couple days. Uh, that's dominating all the release news right now. But uh, there are a couple other things coming out. Uh, there's a movie called Cobweb that looks pretty interesting uh, Lizzie Kaplan in it. Hmm. Uh, I like Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr from The Boys. Uh, it, it, I've seen trailers for it. It looks pretty cool. I would definitely uh, recommend checking it out. It's a terrible weekend to release a movie because yeah. anyone going to the theater is going to go see one of those movies. Uh, also, the same weekend, uh, the, the movie Mad Heidi is going to be in theaters for a one-day thing. Looks like a lot of fun. It's basically Heidi with murder, you know, uh, up in the Swiss Alps with goats and uh, milkmaids and uh, blood. So, the the yeah,
2: trailer is that. one of my favorite trailers I've seen in a long time. Oh, it's yeah, like you know, just ninety percent cheese jokes, and it's like yeah. they're they're waterboarding a guy with cheese with hot cheese <laughs> with melted cheese. Right. I love
1: it. It's <laughs> one of those movies that yeah, I think it looks better
2: as a trailer. Than it probably will as a whole movie, but it's, I'm glad they. It for it. the, uh, it's a, it's on VOD already. I think. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list to watch. I don't know what the runtime is, but it's one of those movies that like it needs to have a nice, tight, crisp runtime. Like, mm-hmm. that, like, like the joke can't stay, can't over overstay. It's welcome. I'm looking forward to seeing that.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, other news. Uh, so for collectors like me, Trick or Treat Studios has put some stuff up for pre-order. Uh, some figures. Uh, the most exciting ones, they've got Candyman, and it's, it's a decent-looking Candyman figure. NECA's looks better, but uh, it's one of the clothed ones. Uh, and they also have a pretty good-looking Michael Myers from the 78 original Halloween. But the one I'm most excited about is Farmer Vincent from yes. Motel Hell with the pig head, <laughs> with the big pig head on and the chainsaw in his hands. That one uh, has already been pre-ordered uh, as soon as I found out about it. Uh, we also got our first look. Uh, Paramount Plus is making a prequel to Pet Cemetery called Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Here's the thing: any movie with bloodlines <laughs> as its subtitle, <laughs> probably not great. Uh, but you know what? I I appreciate weird sequels and prequels and stuff like that because it reminds me of the video store days where they would just make, you know. The next chapter in whatever series, and it would not make any sense. It would be low budget, and it, it's fine.
2: It's fine. I, I like it. So, I have a question Would you rather see Pet Cemetery Bloodlines or Pet Cemetery Ends?
0: <laughs> Pet <laughs> Cemetery Ends wouldn't actually be about the cemetery, though, would it? It would yeah. be about this guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've got a guy that works in a Walmart, like
0: <laughs> this guy in town. Yeah. Um, well done. Also, <laughs> I approve um, of that joke. We, we also have uh, some images from uh, the new Last Voyage of the Demeter have been released. That's uh, Andre Overdahl's new movie about uh, one chapter of the book of Dracula. But uh, it's Dracula coming over. It looks awesome. Uh, I got my latest Fang- Fangoria the other day, and it has a bunch of pictures, too. Uh, this is Dracula as like a feral beast. The makeup looks amazing. Uh, it's... Um, Harvey, Javier Baudet, uh, who does a lot of those like makeup monsters, very skinny guys. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House, I think he was in that uh, as the bit neck lady and some other stuff. Really cool. Uh, looks looks amazing. And then finally, this is a, a, maybe slightly older news, but uh, we didn't talk about it last time. The uh, nominees for Emmys have come yes. out. I was going to, I brought those up in case you weren't going to cover it. Yeah. I usually don't put a whole lot of care into like award shows, but I always love it when horror does show up in them just to be acknowledged a little bit. So, a couple things worth mentioning uh, an outstanding drama series, The Last of Us and Yellow Jackets, are both in the running. Nice. Uh, outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series, Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us. And an Outstanding Lead Actress, Melanie, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets and Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us. So lots lots going on there. Outstanding Comedy Series, Wednesday is up uh, for that one.
2: Nice.
0: Uh, Jenna Ortega also is up for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. But the one that I'm most excited about and the one that deserves the most praise and love, Outstanding TV Movie. And I I guess we count streaming releases as TV movies these days. I don't know.
2: I was thinking, like, what's a T? What 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 only comes on TV nowadays?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hocus Pocus two is in there. That's horror adjacent. But also up for Outstanding TV Movie is Prey.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, that was my
0: favorite movie last year. I loved it. It is so much fun. Just the the best predator movie since the original i think dude i'm uh, and so i hope it gets some love uh, I, in the actual voting
1: yeah actually i rewatched prey last night just it's uh so good. It's so good. It's, yeah it's so goddamn it's good it's so good man it's actually it's like, up for six uh, like a couple of technicals like outstanding a, a yeah. directing editing music uh sound um In
2: writing, but yeah, that's just amazing. The Predator yeah. movie at the at the Emmys, well, and, and not only yeah. that, like it, to come out of left field like that and be just dropped onto Hulu. I mm. didn't have high expectations for, it, right? No. And then I watch it. I'm like, dude, like, why am I not sitting in the theater and watching this right now? <laughs> right. Yeah, Those vistas would have been amazing. Yeah. There's
0: two things that make that movie for me. One is the effects and the alien or the Predator and everything like that. Like, it's an awesome looking Predator. There's a lot of blood in it. But two is Amber Mid Thunder as yes. the lead. She is so good in that; and, exactly. um, she really makes it for me. Like it's
1: that's, that's what I was thinking the second time because the second time I watched it was last night, and I'm like, I'm actually more interested when she's on the screen
2: than the Predator. Yeah. A, yeah. She upstages the Predator great. in my book. Like I love Predator two,
1: um, yeah, so because
2: that was the first yeah. Predator I ever saw. Um, and also the end scene, like I remember as a kid getting super giddy when you see the alien skull in the ship. But mm-hmm. I didn't buy Danny Glover as a badass. No offense. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't. I didn't think he was a compelling. Um, I, and I know why he got the role, fresh off lethal, lethal Weapon, all that stuff. Um, but uh, I didn't like. This was that was a, a not a great protagonist. Where you're right, Prey had just a, such an awesome protagonist that I was rooting for, and I want to see. I wa- yeah, I want to see her on the screen even more.
0: Yeah, mm. hundred uh, percent.
2: And speaking of, which, I took my daughter to see Alien on Monday, uh, in the theater out here. Yeah, yeah she said that. she first time, right? She first time seen Alien, she loved it. That's good. Cool. Like, there's be- a good way to watch that. The week before that, we saw um, uh, Invasion of the Astro Monster. For, uh, it's, it's a it's one of the it's one of the cheesier Godzilla movies because he's dancing yeah. like doing weird dances. And I'm thinking like, how is she gonna like this movie? She finished, She goes, that was so awesome. I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> nice.
1: yes, like yes, yes. Best oh, and yeah. there's a new Godzilla, a new Toho Godzilla. Ooh,
2: ooh, Godzilla, ooh, yes. Godzilla. That's uh, right. I love. One, or my love, zero. Shin
1: Godzilla. I love Shin Godzilla. Um, so but I've been waiting for them to come out with something like that. And this looks like a, I don't know if it's a sequel or prequel or what, but it it, really you've got the
0: new Toho Godzilla and I don't, did we mention the Pluto TV thing where there's mm. a 24 hour a day Godzilla network now Dude, that I, you can watch for free.
2: I've been living awesome. on that station when I'm at home. That's been my comfort. Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: it's good stuff.
1: I, and, I need to put an extra TV in my office. that just has that running 24 seven.
2: And, and also, mm-hmm. I will say I haven't watched it in a long time, but it was, um, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two, which I think mm-hmm. came out in the early '90s, and I totally forgot about Godzilla Junior. What an adorable character! Like I just—he's a vegetarian <laughs> Godzilla. I love how they called it Godzilla Saurus too. I just want to pet his head and give him a treat. Like, what a Ooh, nice, gosh. what a nice animal. And 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 also, Joe, i was about to back up on Trick or Treat Studios because I don't like spending a lot of money on figures, but for one hundred and sixty dollars, they have the 1-6 scale tarman. I saw that. Um, And I have to buy that. Fucking thing is 12 inches. I know. You know what else is 12 inches? A standard U.S. ruler. So if you get a ruler and sand it up, that's how tall a tar man's going to be. I don't know (laughs) what you were thinking, Jason. Many, many things. Nothing over here except for me. My foot is 12 inches.
1: (laughs) All right, Jody. Thank you so much.
2: And even now I might be squeezing an extra inch on
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Just want to go over to our Patreon pit for a quick moment while uh, Mondo's cracking himself up.
2: I, I only cracked up because I broke Jody.
0: <laughs> yeah. When Jody started I'm, I'm, uh, I've got that sick brain. I'm a little fragile right now. So <laughs> <laughs> didn't take much. The
1: Sudafed's uh, kicking
0: in. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, all right, we got a couple Sudafed. new Patreons. Sudafed makes
0: me,
2: Sudafed makes me crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I just <laughs> imagine you're the Sudafed makes you crazy chugging a bottle of Sudafed. Yeah, you're taking, <laughs> it makes you crazy when I take 37 of them in a row.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: All right, and that's why you get carded for buying Sudafed now.
2: Anyways, the reason you, uh, the reason you get carded is because you used to make meth. Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and it's so fucking stupid. Like, I don't never mind. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get how angry yeah, we're not I'm. Gonna like, like <laughs> angry. I'm like, if I need if I need two boxes of Sudafed because I have to buy one for somebody else, I just can't.
1: All right, we got a couple like, new patrons. We want to welcome to the fall Taylor and I don't know if this is your real name or not, but Offer World um that might just be a uh, screen name username but welcome and thank you for contributing and if it is a yeah. real
2: name we sincerely apologize about jason making fun of you so
1: yeah <laughs> um all right our question for the week since this episode had to deal with poisoning is if you were poisoned would you rather die quickly and painfully
2: or slowly and dull dude can we can we get some questions that don't like make me feel like shit after i'm done with them
1: <laughs> like, we yeah, talk more not, about, just like find, i have to find something related to the episode and oh, okay that's that's what I'm trying to do. I know the our next one, I already did our next
2: one because I, I messed up the timing, but um, next one's a little bit more fun. Like, I mean, you could have said, like, would you rather watch this episode again or be kicked in the head by a mule? I would have picked the episode, or personally. Kick, or kicked in the shin by Al Katz. <laughs> no, you're kicked in the shin by <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be kicked in the shin by Al because Al is such a nice guy. I feel like he wouldn't do it very hard. Yeah. yeah. so polite about it. And Then he'd be, yeah, be very polite about it. I feel like he kicked me in the shin and somehow I'd apologize to him. <laughs>
1: All right, so it, seems, it looks like we had like probably a two thirds. Um, two thirds actually said the quick way. Uh, friend Whitney said, uh, "Quick, just get over with." Friend Annie said, "I want it over with so we can go quickly and painfully." I mean, how painful can it really be if it's over quickly? Um, and then I don't know. Friend, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen
0: some people die from poisoning in movies and stuff, and even if it's quick, it doesn't look like fun. Yeah. Um, uh, thirty seconds at the end of your life. I don't know, man. There's, just,
2: there's plenty of things you can do in thirty seconds that are just that are quite fun. <laughs> All right, our friend Janet, or you can
1: take your time with it. Our friend Janet said, "Slow and dull. Give me some time to sort things out." And yeah, I I agree with that. So I mean, yeah. give me give me some time. I can go play some video games for a little bit. At least just like you know
0: um listen I, I come from a family with alzheimer's in it like going slowly and like slowly losing yeah. yourself that's, that seems to be the path i'm on unless uh, they develop better drugs
2: so. yeah but is that the path you want to be on because <laughs> no like, not at all again uh, like i mean and not to not to bring the tone down but like seeing again a family member get hit with alzheimer's oh that yeah, is yeah. not a fun thing to watch um no. oh i i know <laughs> i'm going i'm going no, every, every time i hear a news report they're
0: like you know new alzheimer's drug like yes another chance that maybe my brain will last a little longer
2: I want to go quick and painful because I want just enough time to look at my poison the poisoner in the eye and say you son of a bitch and I'm gonna die I don't want to go. Well, so I look as if you're getting poisoned and have to die slow and dull. That means like your wife is poisoning you by slowly putting a little bit of poison in your food every day until you die. That's like some real fucking sadistic shit. And now in the afterlife, you got to sort that shit out, right? Because you because you probably <laughs> don't know you're dying for a long time until it's getting bad. Like, man, why does my stomach hurt every time my wife makes me coffee? I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's the arsenic she, she's putting in there. But then you have time
1: to take revenge on your poisoner.
2: But what I'm saying is by the time you realize what was happening... You probably it's probably too late. You're already like like like. Are you using Breaking Bad? Fucking Salamanca. That's how you want to mm. go. I don't think so, yeah, sir. But, to,
0: but but what does quick mean in this case? Like, are we okay, talking like, like, like three? Okay, also I'll, I'll just to quantify. I'll say three hours. That's not quick.
1: Yeah. Or no. Even, oh, sorry. I mean. Okay. So quick is thirty seconds. Slow is like three hours. Oh, quick, definitely quick. Thirty seconds. Yeah. Dude,
0: okay. Man. Thirty seconds. Okay. Okay. Or a minute, like, something if, like. So, you so can't change was them 30 like, seconds. If, if, that's quick was time. Five, if quick was five minutes or something like that, and like five minutes of your internals melting or something, like, you know what? That's that's a bad five minutes. Yeah. Like, you're going to have a bad time oozing out everywhere, feel your eyeballs smoking. <laughs> I was
2: thinking quick. <laughs> I don't like, know what poison does. <laughs> I was thinking quick like cyanide, where it just kills your prey. you. You chew it, sure. and you go, like, yeah, and like, dead. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it sucks. All your organs go, Argh! and seize up. But it's going to suck for like 20 seconds, and this is over. Sure. You know, you know, we were
1: watching Chernobyl for like the millionth time, the HBO series, which is excellent. And that like extreme radiation poisoning, your body just breaks down Dude. on the genetic mm-hmm. level is
2: like horrifying. If you ever want to really just have a bummer of a day, did you ever read about the guy that was in Japan that got radiation poisoning and they intentionally kept him alive to see what to do to him? And he was like mm-hmm. in immense pain for like, look it up because it's a really sad story. The guy was basically begging people to kill him for like six months. And they were doing everything they could to keep him alive just to see how the body would react to the radiation. It's so fucked up. All I know, all, right. all, I, know, all I know, all I know, guys, <laughs> if we break down in a nuclear nuclear war, and I'll do the same thing for you. If they try to do that shit for me, or to, that happens to one of you guys, I will fucking smother you with a pillow and I will go to prison. Because I'm not letting my I'm not letting my boys deal with that shit. <laughs> Appreciate that. Have you guys
1: heard of the movie Threads? No. Yes. Yeah, it's like a British, like what if. Movie about nuclear
2: uh, war, basically, and it's not fun. Oh, yeah, I have seen. It. Is it, is it the, the fake news? The fake news? uh Yeah, it's like yeah. A news kind of thing. Yeah, I watched yeah, when I, I was uh, young and it terrified me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I watch or I've listened to several podcasts from British podcasters, and with without exception, every one of them was like, "What's the scariest movie you watched as a kid?" It was that. Like they yeah. saw it on like network TV, at, like you know, seven o'clock one night, just messing. Oh, dude. Messing with uh, your brain.
2: Yeah, like I, I like yeah. I was convinced like five minutes. I think I saw it. When I was young. Like, oh my god, this is yeah, Oh god, oh god, what is gonna happen? Little do we know. Like, thirty years later, mm-hmm. here we are, <laughs> on the brink all right. of all these
0: things. Now, Threads is just the more peaceful version of Twitter. <laughs> yes, find us on Threads. Yeah. i one on of on. Favorite
1: things when Fred's, Threads Threads people start posting pictures from the movie onto it. Yeah. Oh, really? That's funny. I, no, I see, funny. I didn't see that. That's pretty cool. Um, all right, dad advice. Um, make sure you have your poison control uh, number handy.
2: Um, I have a, I have, I have some some dad advice. You want some dad yeah, here, advice? Here,
0: right, here's poisoning advice real quick. If it burns going down, don't make yourself throw it back up because uh, you're just going to burn your esophagus even worse. Call poison control in those situations.
2: It's really sad, like when you look at um. Like, um, and not to get into a debate about gun control on this on this episode because you know, we try to I, well, we never talk politics on here, obviously, um but uh but like if, <laughs> if if they if they banned guns in the United States, the one thing you would see a lot of is you see uh, suicide rates go down a lot mm-hmm. and 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 reason being is most people who try to kill themselves via pills or something like that, most of them survive, but it fucks them up really bad internally, um, which is really really, really, really sad, but you would see like, to kill yourself that way, you have to actually plan it and think about it. And most people, when they actually think about it, hopefully they talk to somebody and get help yeah. and then don't go through with it. Whereas when you have a gun, you could have a really like, – in this, this is going to sound like I'm a joke. I'm, not, I'm, de- I'm, I'm dead serious when I'm saying this. I don't, I don't mean this in a, as a joke. But, like, you ever been having a really fucking bad day and then, like, you bite your tongue and you're like, this could be it. Like, I could just fucking drive, drive through a wall right now because this is just not what I needed. I've always equated it to, like – when people say, "How does this person commit suicide?" Well, a lot of times, I equate it to like when you used to watch a, the the, uh, the old Tweety Bird cartoons with Sylvester, and he's carrying like a safe and a couch and uh, and all the stuff, and then Tweety puts a feather on top, and it makes him crumble. It's all it takes some time, a little feather, yeah. and that's where guns come into play because someone has a bad day at work and takes two seconds to make that decision, whereas everything else you got to think of, but not not to get there. You know, I actually had another idea for dad advice, but I'll save it for next week because I was reading on our on our slack that someone was having just just talking about uh, their, their child wanting to move out um, at the uh, at the age of 18 and uh, something I've dealt with recently and it turned into a very it's a very scary experience it turned into a very positive experience but anybody who's dealing with that what I'll just say real fast is um, trust yourself as a parent that you've given your your teenagers the right tools to make good decisions but also make sure they know it's very important they know if they decide they want to move back home that they decide, cause it's not like it was even more weird. Like when our parents were growing up, dude, there's a whole thing with like, 18, you get a job at the at, at the mill, and then three months you buy a house. Like that's right. nowadays you can't fucking do that, right? No. And um, you can be a 40 not be able to buy a house. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. 100%. Like it's it's way different time, and I think it's important to know, hey, like if you move out and you try this and it doesn't work or you don't like it, guess what? Your room's still there, your doors the, our door is still open. We're not gonna look down on you for it. You're not a failure. It's just, hey man, you tried something, didn't work. Guess what? Pull you, you know, pick yourself up, and we'll we'll do it again. But we're here to support you, and we're here to help you. But I think as as a parent, um, you have to also kind of have some trust in your kid, and know like it's fucking scary, dude. Don't get me wrong, it is scary, and it's it's scary the first time your kid gets those car keys to go drive by themselves. It's mm-hmm. all that scary. Um, over time, does it get easier? Yeah, but like I still worry about my kid all the fucking time. My kid's 20 and lives out of the house. And, yeah. but, but they know 100%. Like, if things don't work out, guess what, man? My door's open right here and there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in it. It's, uh, it'd be nice to have you around more. Just saying. If you're listening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I miss my, my oldest, um,
1: <laughs> turns 18 in September and he's, he's been here all summer and he's actually going back next week and then he's going to like start a job and start going to, uh, community college. Nice. No, good for him. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy transition. This is like his last, like, full summer because, you know, he's going to have to work and everything. So it's, but, you know, I have, I have all the confidence in the world with him, but, you know, you still the world's a scary place. So even, yeah. you know, the best kid in the world, most yeah. responsible kid, and there's just shit that happens out there. So it is, it is a terrifying thought, but I put my confidence in, you know, so it's like and I love him. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'll be there whenever he needs me. And yeah. we're,
0: not, we're not quite there yet, but I am at the point now that we're getting drivers in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got two learner's permits right now, and we'll be having license before too long. And so... Anytime you have something like that, and I I feel like, Mondo, what you were saying, you know, like you could come back and it's that same kind of thing that that I've told my kids where I'm like, if you end up in a situation now or down the road that you need to be pulled out of or you need to come back or you need my help, I'm there. Like, yeah, even if you're doing something like that, you shouldn't be doing and you realize like, oh, I've got myself in a bad situation and it's all my fault. I want them their first move to be, I need to call mom and dad,
2: you know, it's like, it's, um, I won't get in, in, into the details, but something happened at a, at a festival out here. And my daughter was like, oh, I want to talk to you about this. And, I felt really good that she came and talked about a shitty situation that happened. That she put herself yeah. in, she made a bad decision, and she owned it, and was like, "I'm gonna make a better decision next time." But I wanted to tell you, I'm yeah. like, "No, I, I said I'm super like, I'm flattered that you, I, I'm, you know, I know I did something right. If you're okay to come to your parents and talk to us, talked about this, because, you yeah. know, like growing up, at least for me, I still remember, um, same thing. I told my kid, but I actually meant it when I said it. My parents told me, mm-hmm. like, if you ever, you know, you ever go out to a party and you've been drinking or something like that, and you can't get home, just let us know. So. Uh, that happened one time So I called home to say Hey I'm not coming home tonight and I think I was like 17 I might have even been 18 at the time And I got screamed at yeah. For fucking an hour on the phone And then last time I got home I'm Like well why am I ever going to tell you that again now Because you told me you wouldn't get mad Then you got mad Yeah And um and again, it comes also down to transparency with your kids and being just honest with them, right? And like, e- even if like I did get mad, and I, I didn't get mad at all. I would say, hey, yeah, I'm upset, but like, I'm not mad at you. Please understand, like, I'm mad at the situation, and I shouldn't be mad. So I need to work through this, <laughs> not you. Right. Um, but like, it, yeah. To, it, to
0: give a silly example, it reminds me. There's an episode of Simpsons where uh, Bart gets a job, like working for a courier service, and he's traveling all over the world, and he has to get get back home and lisa knows what's going on and uh lisa tells homer and she says you have to promise not to get mad about it and so she tells him that and his face turns completely red and he just stands there and goes oh well that's interesting okay (laughs) then doesn't say anything about it doesn't fight about it but like inside he's like i'm gonna uh." but on the outside And for how he treats Bart, like, it never comes up. It's never mentioned. He doesn't scream at him. He just helps him get back home. And that's, you know, I think that's probably real, that there can be situations where your kid can call, and on the internally you're going, I can't believe this happened. I'm very frustrated and upset by the situation. But also, I'm just going to love you on it. Like, that's what I'm here to do.
2: And we all made mistakes growing up and we're gonna give that wisdom okay, yeah. and we're gonna give that wisdom to our kids, right? And we have to 100 percent understand they're gonna ignore ninety nine percent of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's we did the same thing. We heard the same stuff from our uh, the you know the older people and the mentors in our lives. And I mean not not me, my parents weren't around. But uh, I heard that from like the people that are older than me that I worked with who are smart would tell me, Oh, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this and you wanna know what? Like if I had to listen to them, I wouldn't probably be married or have a kid that I love to death. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to the advice, but sometimes you're going to have to do stuff you were told, warned about and fall on your face to learn that lesson. This is how it's going to be. Oh yeah. And you can't get mad. Sometimes like we had to put ourselves in the sh- our shoes, not, not in our kid shoes. Cause because, I hate that term because we uh, none of us will ever know what it's like to be 18 years old in 2023. We just can't. We physically, mm-hmm. mentally cannot comprehend, emotionally cannot comprehend that. With everything kids, it's a different world than we grew up in. But what we can do is take ourselves and put ourselves in our shoes when we were 18 and know how we acted towards authority, how we listened, and know the mistakes we made, and know that our kids are proud. We can tell them they're going to make the mistake, but we have to expect it to happen, but... But the only goal is now we're better prepared as human beings emotionally, mentally, all that stuff to help them work through it and hopefully we've done a better job raising them than our parents did of us. And we've broken that we've broken that generational trauma a little bit to where they'll know that they can come to us and um, we'll always be there for support. And, that, and that's the most important thing. Like if if your kid knows, hey, I can fall down because mom and dad are going to still be here for me. And, yeah, it might be an uncomfortable conversation, but we're going to get there. It goes a long way. It does go a long way all right well, so that's what we talk about next rap- week so well now we're not going to talk about it next week maybe we'll just be able to dive into suicide next week why not have a cheery episode there we go
1: <laughs> all right well that wraps up another episode uh next week we are going to do another horror anthology we're going to do mid 90s campfire tales with james marsden and amy smarts and we'll have cool. a very special guest on there for you and uh should be uh, a good time. We appreciate everyone for listening. We'd really appreciate if you'd give us a rating and review on iTunes, or rating on Spotify. Check out our YouTube channel for videos of these podcasts. And with that, we thank you for listening to Dads from the Crypt. If
2: you want a sweet gift card, you leave us the iTunes review.
1: <laughs> follow Dads from the Crypt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or I will follow you to the grave. <laughs> no seriously, you really should watch, but be careful what you
2: ask for. You may get it. <laughs>